And I want to say it's a great privilege to be out here for Terry and me and to hang with you and to be a part of your lives on Sundays and to Denison Ministries and Mark. We're so grateful to have this opportunity to be with you on the weekends and just to, to hang out with you and to enjoy your fellowship with one another. If you got your Bibles, we're just going to go to Genesis chapter 1. So just go to Genesis chapter 1. We're going to kind of jump around in Genesis chapter 1. I'm going to talk about defining moments. Each of us have some defining moments in our life. Moments that are really good that we're really proud of. And then there are moments in our lives that we wish we could forget, right? Like, man, I wish that would have never happened to me. Uh, there was a defining moment in my life when I was in college and I was going to class and there happened to be this young, tall lady that stopped and uh, stopped me going to class. She said, hey, uh, would you be interested in going with me to a sorority banquet? I didn't know who she was, but I said, sure. I'd met her once or twice at school and that became my wife, my bride, Terry. She asked me to a sorority banquet in college and uh, she and I went on our first date and uh, the rest is history. She asked me out. It was a defining moment in my life and for the next 30-something years we've uh, had a life together with five kids and now we're empty nesters and it's like that was a defining moment. Each of us have defining moments. Some of those moments you want to forget and you wish they had never happened. Some of those moments set the course of your life. There is a defining moment we call creation. When God created the heavens and the earth, we look at the book of Genesis and we see that it's the book of beginnings. It's the, the history, the origin of, of mankind. The book of Genesis gives us this succinct order of God and his relationship to man and man and his relationship to, to one another. We see the first two brothers together in the book of Genesis, Cain and Abel. That was a defining moment. There was a defining moment when uh, Adam and Eve ate of the fruit in the garden. Uh, that was a defining moment. But I want to go back just a little bit and talk to us ours, this morning about creation. I want to talk about three things. God created, God spoke, and God filled. God created, God spoke, and God filled. And how he is still doing that today. So in your Bibles, verse 1. So a couple weeks ago when we talked, we stopped at, in the beginning, God. Remember, we stopped at God. We talked about the existence of God, that he has always been, he will always be. And he exists in three persons, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. But today we're going to look a little deeper into what God did. It says here, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. This was a defining moment when God created the heavens and the earth. It was an event created by God. It was an event planned by God. And it was an event in the will of God. God reveals himself now and who he is through his creation. He begins to show us that he wants a relationship with us and we see the activity of God. In the beginning, God created. The word created here is the word bara. 
in the Hebrew, which means something out of nothing. God created something out of nothing. So what you see out here, I love the chapel. What you see out here, God created something, that tree. He created that earth. He created that light, which you see right now. He created something out of nothing. And when you look, and this morning as we, my wife and I were driving here, I was thinking, God's creation, his light, we're going to talk more about the light in a moment. God created that, and we're still experiencing it today. Isn't that awesome? That we still experience the creation of God. So we see the activity of God, and the Bible speaks of this activity in Psalm chapter 102, verse 25, it says, In the beginning you laid the foundations of the earth, and the heavens are the works of your hands. In the beginning you created the heavens and the earth, and the heavens are the works of your hands. Romans four seventeen says this, The God who gives life to the dead and calls things that are not as though they were. So you see what the Bible does in Genesis, it continues to speak about it throughout the rest of Scripture. And then in Hebrews 13.1, the uh, author of Hebrews says this, By faith we understand that the universe was formed from God's command so that what is seen was not made out of what was visible. So the author of Hebrews tells us, hey, what you see, what God created was from nothing, and now it's visible. So God created the heavens and the earth. The word heavens actually means just space. God created space. So God created the outer limits of space, and then he makes the earth, he makes matter. So what God is doing, he's setting up space and matter and time. You see that? He's, he's creating, he's taking the infinite and he's making it finite. It's as though, as though we had a funnel here and in this funnel, on the outsides of the funnel, it's just eternity. But on the inside, we have space. We have boundaries. So God creates space and time and matter to reveal who he is to you and me. So God created. God created you. God made you. The Bible says, you created my inmost being. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Before you were born, I knew you in your mother's womb. God knew you. God created you. So from the beginning of time, from all eternity past, okay, from all eternity past, God has been thinking about you. And God has known you. And in his great scheme and in his plan, you are part of that plan. Isn't that exciting to know? Because he wants to do this. He wants to have a relationship with you. So from the beginning of time, God says, I'm going to have a relationship with David and Mark and Judy and Brian and Kimberly. So God created, and you are part of 
that story. So God created. And then it says that he does this. He spoke. So go to verse 3. Verse 3 says, and God said. Here's where we get God speaking for the first time. God created. And then it says, God said. God spoke. Let there be light. When God spoke, it happened. Psalm 33, 9 says, and he spoke and it came to be. He spoke and it came, God spoke and it came to be. Psalm 33, 6 says, by the word of the Lord were the heavens made, their starry host by the breath of his mouth. The voice of God is powerful. The voice of God shows his authority. The voice of God calls us to action. We, we enjoy San Antonio. Some of you have probably been to San Antonio. We've been there a few times. Our daughter used to live in San Antonio. But before that, our son was a swimmer, and so he had some swim meets in San Antonio. I parked my car by the Alamo. You guys know where the Alamo is, right? But we love to go to the market where the Mexican food places are. So we're at the market. We've been at the market. We've been eating some Mexican food. It's pouring down rain. And so my family says, Dad, why don't you go get the car? I said, okay, I'll go get the car. So it's pouring down rain. I said, I'll get the car. It'll be a little while because it's all the way at the Alamo. You know where the Alamo is compared to the end of the market. So it's pouring down rain, and I'm running, and I'm running. And I, I come to this first intersection, and I hear my name, Wade, Wade, Wade. I'm thinking, who here knows me? I'm looking around, and there is nobody on the streets. I mean, it's pouring down rain. I, I don't see anybody, but I'm hearing my name. Wade, Wade, Wade. I'm thinking, where is that coming from? So I run a little further, and I come to the next intersection. I hear, Wade, Wade. I thought, okay, it's God. It's got to be God. God's speaking to me. I said, so I stop in the middle of the intersection. I'm thinking, God is about to talk to me or kill me. I don't know which one. <laughs> And I'm just start, I start looking around, and then I realize it's the crosswalk. Have you heard the crosswalks? They say, wait, wait, wait. I realized it was the crosswalk, and it wasn't God. And so for a moment, whoo, uh, he's not going to kill me right now. But I felt like in that moment I was going to hear God's voice. Now, I've never heard God in an audible voice. But God speaks to us through his word. God speaks to us through his spirit. God speaks to us through his nature. God speaks to us through other people. But God's voice is powerful. And God wants us listening to his voice. And sometimes there are things in our lives that keep us from listening to God's voice. God spoke and it came to be. He said, let there be light. God, God created the light. God didn't need light, did he? Because he could see everything. God didn't need light. God made the light for you and me to see his wonderful creation. God made the light to sustain life for the plants, the animals, and people to live, for us to reproduce. Light and darkness are the basics of life. God created the light and the darkness. 
The light he called day and the darkness he called night. God is not separated by light and darkness like we are. God rules over it and he sees it. Some of you know that my son and I went uh, elk hunting this past week and we were up in the mountains of Colorado and it gets dark. It, get, it gets eerie dark. And it, we were up in the mountains and it was pouring down rain and it was eerie dark and it was something that I, like I've never experienced because there's no one around. It's super quiet. But God created darkness and he created light to set the times, to set life, to set patterns. God has structure, and God gives structure and a plan to life. I remember, I've had the opportunity to, the last 30 years, to lead mission teams all over the world. And I happened to be flying back from China. We used to smuggle Bibles into China, and we were flying back from China. I remember at 30,000 feet, I happened to wake up and look outside. I don't know if you've ever seen this before yourself, but we're flying at 30,000 feet, and I could see the shadow of where night and day were separated. It was so, it was so exciting for me to see that because I could see it from 30,000 feet. You see, God sees our lives. He sees it from 30,000 feet, but he also sees it at our level. God created light. He spoke and it came to be. The Bible says that God wraps himself in light. Psalm 104 verse 2, he wraps himself in light as with a garment. God is light. 1 John 1 5 says God is light in him there is no darkness at all. The God who brought physical light into this world wants to bring spiritual light into your life. The God who brought physical life into this light into this world wants to bring spiritual light into your life. Maybe you know that already. Maybe you've experienced that. If you've not experienced that this morning, God wants to bring this light and life into your life. Or maybe there's someone in your family that's never experienced this light before. They've never experienced Christ. Don't give up on them. Keep praying for them. We sang the song, God is faithful and God is good. And what does God say in the book of Genesis? And what he saw, what he made was what? Good. It was good. God's, God is good. God brings quality to life. And the last part, he said, was what, he was what he made was very good. When he made you, he said, you are very good. I remember as a teenage boy, I had really bad teeth. My, my teeth were severely crooked. I had terrible acne. Uh, I didn't like who I was. I was growing very fast. I couldn't run very well. When I ran down the court playing basketball, my feet would flap and my people would make fun of me. I just didn't like who I was as a teenage boy. Man, I most teenagers are kind of that way. But I heard someone say, what I want you to do is this. I want you to go into the mirror, and I want you to, tell, to thank God for who he made. So I would start as a teenage boy at 16. I didn't like who I was. I would go to the mirror, and I would begin thanking God for who he made. I would look in the mirror, and I would say, God, thank you for my teeth. 
thank you for my face. Thank, and you know what happened to me? It began to change the way I thought about myself. When God sees you, God sees you very good. Remember, God doesn't make junk. And he made you. He made you very good. God wants to speak into your life today. There's something God wants to tell you. Maybe today, maybe this week, maybe this month. God wants to speak to you. Are we willing to listen? Are we willing to take time to listen to God? God wants to speak, and God wants to shine in and through you. He wants to shine in you and through you to other people. God created. God spoke. God spoke, and it came to be. And then lastly, God fills. What did he do with the earth? Did he just leave it empty? No, he filled it with plants. He filled it with living creatures, the birds to fly in the sky and the creatures to swim in the ocean and the plants and the trees and people to fill the earth. Verse 2 says this, Now the earth was formless and empty, Darkness was over the surface of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. It was formless, it had not taken shape, but God gives it shape, and he begins to fill the earth with his creation. He brings life into the world. John 10.10 10 says this, I am come that they might have life, and have it abundantly. God wants you to have this abundant life. God was hovering over his creation. He was present in his creation. He was cherishing his creation. God is at work and God is still at work in his creation, drawing us to himself. And God cherishes you and God considers you his prized possession. You're God's prized possession. Your children are God's prized possession. Your grandchildren are God's prized possession. For most of us here that, you know, we, a lot of us have grandchildren, some have children, just children. But one of my prayers has been that the generations that follow Terry and me will follow Christ. I know that somebody in my family had to pray for me. I don't know who it was. Probably my grandmother, one of my grandmothers. But somebody in my past prayed for me. They lifted me up. God wants us lifting up the generations that follow us. Because he's already thought about them in eternity past. They're going to be born. God is cherishing us. We are his divine creation and the moment that you were born that was a defining moment <laughs> the moment you were born that was a defining moment and the days you've been living have been defining moments don't forget that about yourself even at our ages here that we don't forget that we still live within these defining moments 
God cherishes each of us. God's design was right. Its function was his design. We are the, his function and his design. We're designed to have fellowship with God. God sees us as his creation, and he longs to have this intimate relationship with you. Then look at verse 26. Verse 26 says this. Then God said, what? Let us, and you've seen this before, let us make man in what? Our image. God was in relationship with, his, with himself in eternity past and now and eternity future. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. He was in community. He was in relationship. That's why he created the earth. That's why he created us, to be in relationship with him so that we would know him, so that we would be intimate with him. God created you. God wants to speak to you. And what God wants to do is God wants to fill you. Not only just for you, but for those that you come around so that you can be a blessing to them, so that the light of Christ can shine through you to others. Where are we today? Have we allowed God to speak to us? Or are there things in our lives that keep us from listening to God? I, uh, you know, we raised five kids, but I took care of two grandkids yesterday, and it was like, wow, <laughs> this was hard. And, I mean, just chasing them, following them, feeding them. I mean, I can't, it was hard, all right. And I'm listening to one while the other's crying, and I can't hear both of them, and I can't take care of both of them at the same time. Sometimes there are things in our lives that are drowning out God's voice. And we have to say, God, what is it that's drowning out your voice because I want you to speak to me? And God, I want you to fill me. And God, I want you to use me. So, the creation that you and I see out here, the light that you see, the trees that you see, the grass that you see, the earth that you see, that's all created by God's hand. He spoke and it came to be. You, you are his prized possession. You are the possession of God that he wants to use so others can know who he is. You have a job, you and I have a design, is to know him and to make him known so that he receives all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise. If you don't know Christ today, he wants to come into your life and give you eternal life. He wants to come into your heart and save you. All you have to do is recognize that he died and that he rose again and that you're a sinner and that you need to ask for forgiveness and trust in him. If you're here today and you've never done that, I'd love to talk to you afterwards. Or maybe you're here today and you've, you know Christ. You just haven't been walking with him. 
And he wants that intimate relationship with you. While I was on the mountain this last week, I realized how much I miss my wife. I've traveled all over the world, but for some reason in the darkness and the quietness, being in that tent, I miss this relationship with my wife. You see, if you're not in fellowship with God, God's missing that relationship with you. He longs for it. It's whether or not you will go back to him. So this morning, if, if you know him, but you haven't been in a relationship, you can ask for forgiveness and turn back to God. God wants to speak into you, and God wants to fill you, because he came to give you an abundant life. Thanks for letting me be here. I think I'm supposed to pray for our meal. Is that right? Uh, I'll pray for our meal. And Claire, thank you for you and your family for providing the meal. Anything else? Mike, do I need to say? All right. I think we're going to eat here in a minute. Let's pray. Pray for the meal and enjoy fellowship with one another. God, thank you that you um, created us. You spoke to us. And you want to fill us with your spirit. And Father, I pray that um, today, that as we meet together, as we visit, that your spirit would be right in the middle of all of our conversation. Thank you for the food and those who provided it. God, and use it to your glory, for your purposes, for your kingdom's sake. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God bless you. Have a great day.